Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PK Podcast, episode 11. It's currently 12.36 in the morning on Thursday. Let's dive into some week five predictions. Hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well. Thank you for checking in on the PK Podcast. We got a nice little episode for you guys today. It's currently week five. We're at that halfway point in the season. Lots of talk. Playoff talk starting to come up, which sounds crazy. Feels like the season's gone by so quickly. So with that being said, I hope everyone's doing great that checked in. Um... Pretty late in the night, was trying to prep up this episode, had some homework to do, you know how it is. So, with that being said, let's talk some Iowa high school football. Alright, so we got, I mean, this is my name, my nickname for this week is Blowout Week. There's not going to be a lot of great games, in my opinion. Um, But, there are there's some sneaky games that are just kind of like the mid, mid-battles, in my opinion, the mid-offs if you want to say that. So these these games won't be like this is a preview of the state semifinals or even like a district final. But it these are games that are important for the playoff race. So I'm kind of excited to preview these games cuz they're they're kind of tough to predict a couple of them. Um so let's let's uh dive into these first predictions. So I think the game of the week for me uh is Iowa City High versus Iowa City West. Uh, Iowa City West, three and one right now. Uh, I, this is a prove it game for me for the Iowa City West Trojans. I think if they win this game, they're proved themselves to be a top ten team. Right now, I have them at ten. Um, I think I think they're a playoff team. I I definitely think that. But top ten is big kind of big for them after having a really bad season last year. It'd be a massive swing of improvement. But they've got Iowa City High coming up at their homecoming game. That will be nuts. Um, then they got Davenport Central. Should be easy win. Prairie, they got them at home. That's big. Um, that game's going to be a really good game as well. And then they got Pleasant Valley. So this team's floor, I mean, they could go 4-5 and five, or they could go as. Wow, they could win all these games besides Pleasant Valley, maybe. So like six and or seven and two, which would be amazing, amazing win. I mean, amazing turnaround season that would flip their record from last year. They were two and seven last year. Um, I think that kind of proved that Jack Wallace is that dude. Um, I see West that yeah, this would be a terrific program win for them. Wallace has looked amazing this year. He's 56% completion percentage, 786 yards and 10 touchdowns and one interception. They don't have a run game, which is worrisome, um, especially when they play those teams out east. Now, I do think that's kind of a threat. I th- I've always said um, team a team won't win the championship from the eastern side of Iowa until a team can like threaten throwing the ball. Um, and Iowa City West can do that because they've got Christian Janis, who has been nuts for them this year. And they also, I mean, they got Mason Woods, who's got 100-plus yards. Obviously, I mean, Christian Janis is over 50% of that receiving core. So um, I really like Iowa City West. Their defense is athletic. They're fast. They're quick. 
Um, they get lots of tackle for losses. Ashton Hon- Honore, Honore, I'm definitely butchering your name. If you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. Um, 28 tackles on the season. 16 of those are tackle for losses. That's absolutely nuts. Four and a half of those are sacks as well. Um, he's an athletics beast. I actually really like him on Iowa City West's defense. And they got Ryan Vanderleest, who's all, who's more than capable at linebacker. Um, I'm not sure about their secondary yet. I haven't really watched film on them, but I'm sure they're at least somewhat decent, at least past. Like, they're just good enough, especially for out east. So um, that's Iowa City West kind of preview. Iowa City High, uh, I, I don't know if they're going to have Keeter this next game. It's not my – I'm not going to really speak on uh, if he'll play or not because I literally don't know. But um, if they don't have him, that's obviously a m- tremendous loss. I mean, Keeter produces offensively and defensively. And he has 42 and a half tackles, and it's week five. Like he's on, he could be on pace if he got a lot. Eh, no, he's not on pace for probably. He's not on pace for 100, but um, he's definitely still putting up a ridiculous season. Um, I actually really like Drew Larson. I think he's extremely mobile. I think this is one of the best QB battles we'll see for a little bit. Because Drew Larson, I was watching his film against Dowling, and even though, I mean, he obviously, like, they didn't have a good game. They got blanked. Um, but um, a lot of that was red zone stuff. They they were in the red zone a couple times and went for it on fourth down. So, like, if they went for field goals, they wouldn't have gotten shut out. But that's whatever. They're trying to win the game. Not Your goal shouldn't be heading into the game not to get shut out. It should be to win the game. So <clears throat> um, Larson's already almost got 1,000 passing yards. He's uh, He isn't turnovering like turning over the ball a lot and he has a high completion percentage 65.6 percent so i actually really like larson he's mobile he's quick he's got some shiftiness to him he also has 112 rushing yards um i actually really like achille maddox too from the wide receiver position um they kind of have a more spread out offense but achille maddox is getting a lot of workload against dowling um as for their defense i mean after cuter no one really is like in nuts has big tackles or Evan Lampy is 25 that's the next highest um I think they're less balanced defense than they were last year last year they had playmakers at all levels I haven't really seen that yet from them this year I think the back end has been kind of a problem for them um outside against Iowa City Liberty and I wouldn't say Dowling kind of exposed that because Dowling wasn't passing the ball like crazy but they still had success there um so I'll, for my pick, this game, I think Iowa City West, I mean, I'd say the spread for this game would be, like, a two-and-a-half point, like, ball, like, minus two-and-a-half, probably Iowa City high, and plus two-and-a-half Iowa City West. Um, I'd take plus two-and-a-half Iowa City West. I think they, this game, I think Iowa City West knows this is a prove-it game. I have always said, um, I don't think you see the same team back-to-back weeks, so I don't think Iowa City High is just going to come out and be stale and get blown out in the second half. Um, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a close I think I have my actual prediction I have right now like, ooh, I need to change that I need to change it I have Iowa City High winning 35-32, Iowa City West so I now I like Iowa City West 
more than Iowa City High. I go, I go 38, 38-32. 38-32, Iowa City West. I think Iowa City West is going to have tremendous success passing ball. That being said, I really don't think they have a running game. And it's going to be interesting if Iowa City I can just commit to the pass game. Uh, to be a elite tier team, you have to be able to run the ball when other teams know you need to run the ball. And I just don't know if I – I don't think Iowa City West can do that. Um, but that being said, Iowa City West's passing game is terrific. Christian Janis, I don't know if Iowa City has a corner that can guard him. Um, we'll have to see about that. I'd probably say, I would say more weapons. I mean, Ashton, I mean, Ashton, Mason Woods is good, but I wouldn't say he's like a crazy threat yet. Um, I Yeah, I'm sticking with Iowa City West. I like them in this upcoming game. Should be a great one. Definitely go out and watch it if you're near the area. On to the next one, we got Centennial versus City East. Um, Centennial, I mean, they've been playing out of their minds the past two weeks. They're two and two now. They lost the first two games of the season, both pretty close. I'm pretty sure one scored games, and then they lost. I mean, they've beaten Cedar Falls pretty soundly, and they beat Waukee in a blowout, 31 to six. This team is my kind of sleeper right now. I mean, I don't think people are sleeping on them. I moved them all the way to seven in my pool. Uh, I think if they play like they did the past two weeks, they're easily a top ten team. Elijah Porter is a guy that's in top five running back probably in the game right now. So, And their offensive line has really kind of made a step with uh, their rushing attack. Um, Receiving-wise, I mean, I like Chase Shitty. I don't think they're, like, going to be able to do much receiving wise compared to other teams but uh their rushing attack up front is just really good and Trent Smith has been capable this year um I wouldn't say he's like stunned everyone but he's a junior quarterback like you're gonna have him next year um this is a perfect chance for him to grow into a really good quarterback 585 yards 70 percent completion percentage is really good it's highly like that's amazing Two touchdowns, two interceptions. It's a little, ugh, but um, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, I really like Elijah Porter. He's, he looks like a dog. He passes the test of being a dog. Their defense is mean. They're really good. I really like Zach English and Brady Taggart. Um, Colton Kitt's been good this year. Um, seeing anyone else, just so I'm not missing anyone. Um, I don't think I really am. They're just all around really good. Easton Miller, that's another good one. Um, they're just a good team all around defensively. They don't. I want. I don't. I'd say their linebackers are probably the best core unit, but I wouldn't say there's like a big outlier there. They're just all around good defensively, and they really don't let you. They make you. I've never really seen big plays against Centennial. It feels like I, whenever I've watched them, it's been strictly kind of like you have to go on a 14-yard drive. And in high school, if you're forcing teams to do that, most of the time they're going to make mistakes. Um, that being said, they got Sioux City East coming to town this week. Um, Sioux City East, I, I'm obviously not picking them to win. 
Uh, Cole Ritchie has been beyond ridiculous this year, his stats, but I just don't think they're going to do that against Centennial. Um, no one out, no one, not one of their wide receivers, if I was Centennial, would terrify me. Um, Keelan Jacobson's having a great year, but I wouldn't be scared of him if I were the Jaguars. Um, I think they've just got more athletes than Susie East does up front. I think it's a mi- big mismatch. I think Susie East is going to have trouble doing anything on offense. I think Cole Ritchie's going to get sacked a lot, or, or at least rushed. Um, I don't think they'll be able to run the ball. I'm guaranteeing they won't be able to run the ball. Um, as for defensively, they could probably keep it somewhat close. I mean, based on the way Centennial runs the offense, their defensive line is going to have to have an amazing game. I know they got Nick Wells, who has had who had one of the best games we've seen this season from a defensive player. He had like 11 tackle for losses or something in one game. That was like week zero, so I didn't even get to like put that in or make a post about it. But he's a he's going to South Dakota State. He's a he's a player you need to watch. But uh, anyone else on that defense? I mean, I don't really see anyone that's going to match up with their uh, Centennial's offensive line. Um, but I, we've talked about this. This is a prove-it game. Uh, massive prove-it game for Susie East. If they can beat Centennial, hell, if they can keep it close, uh, I'd say they're on the map. They're a playoff team, in my opinion. But until they have to prove that, they have to like get one win, I'd say, against one of these Central Iowa teams, besides Des Moines East, obviously. Roosevelt will be interesting. Joaquin Refus, I think, will be able to get the dub against them. Um, the only trouble is now they have to play at at a lot of these places. Um, they have to play at Waukee Northwest, and they have to play at Centennial, so that's tough. But, yeah, they, I mean, their offense is high-powered. Really good. Brady Wabernack's having a really good year. That's someone I'll mention on defense. Um, Nick Wells, obviously, we talked about him. Um, Kill Pettinger's been good, but, I mean, I just don't think they're going to match up with Centennial that well. I got Centennial um, winning pretty comfortably. I got them winning 31-7 to at home. Big win for the Jaguars. They moved to 3-2. That is my prediction. On to the next game, we got Johnson versus Waukee. This is a sneaky game. I do think Johnson is a big upper hand. But last year, I'm pretty sure Waukee won this game, and Blake Hawk is back. Um, So... Waukee, I mean, they don't have a freshman out there at quarterback anymore. They're going to have Blake Hogg, um, who was actually pretty decent last year. It wasn't awful. Um, this Waukee defense has been, I mean, they haven't had, like, an awful, atrocious game. They made Ankeny look kind of confused on offense, but they really did well against the Moines Roosevelt. Um, but Centennial washed them, Valley. I mean, I haven't looked in depth at this Valley game. Um, it was seventeen zero in the second quarter. They just kind of shut them down later. Um, yeah, Aiden Price looked like a dog in that game. Now, now it's coming back to me. But yeah, last year Joaquin, I believe, was like un- hadn't won a game yet, and then they came in and beat Johnston. Yet, wait, where's the preview on this? I can't see their like past matchups for some reason. Um, but yeah, I I think I'd go 
Johnson's winning this game. I actually really like Will Nuss. I got Johnson winning 27-14. I do think Waukee gets a little boost from Blakehawk to start the game. I think it's close to start, and Johnson pulls away just because they're deeper, better on defense. Um, Jacob Sensen's probably the best player on the field. So I, I, I like Johnson in this one to take it. Now, this is massive playoff implications for Johnson. They cannot. If they lose this game, they're done. Um, they have to win against Johnson because they've got Dowling at Valley Stadium coming up. That's going to be a bloodbath. They've got Suse North. They'll win that game. Kennedy, I don't know yet. They play at home. That could be very well a trap game for Kennedy at that point. And then they play Ames, which they should hopefully be able to win. They kind of... They won last year, and I feel like they were worse last year. So, um, I'd go. I mean, if they win this game, they have a chance to win six and six and three. That's a playoff team. That's a hundred percent playoff team. So, um, Johnson has to win this game. Waukee's kind of out of the playoff race. I won't really talk about their playoff hopes. Um, on to the next game, Davenport West versus. Dubuque Hempstead. Um, this game, if Dubuque, if Davenport West wins, this is similar, in my opinion, to last year's Dowling vs. High City High game. Um, I'm saying that now. Dowling obviously way better than Dubuque Hempstead ever was that this year. Um, and Davenport West, nowhere near City High. There's no way they go to the semifinals, but. This is, like, one of those games where the state started to take a little bit of notice. Like, they're 4-0, and people are like, oh, Davenport West, how they're actually, like, decent this year. And they're, they kind of know it's, like, a terrible uh, athletic school. Um, I think it was, like, two years ago they had one of the worst, like, offensive seasons I've ever seen. But, um, if, now, Dubuque Hempstead is bad. They allowed 15 yards per play against Western Dubuque. Western Dubuque's a good 4A team. 15 yards per play is worse than Cedar Rapids, Jefferson, versus Iowa City High. Um, that is just inexcusable. You can't physically, like, that just can't happen. Um, they literally got dismantled. So I think it's possible for Davenport West to win. I believe I have Davenport West winning in a tight nail-biter. I have Davenport West winning 28-21. Touchdown game. Um, it's, at Thursday, it's on Thursday at 5 p.m. That's just weird. Davenport West is home. They better have a stadium hype for that game because if they win this game, they're 5-0. and That's a playoff team, hopefully. Their RPI can hopefully carry them. Their opponent winning percentage when I say that. Um... Because then they got four straight games where they're going to probably not win. Maybe they could probably beat Muscatine. That's definitely a game they can win. But Muscatine's a little bit better than a 1-3 record. They're not the same Muscatine team as last year. And they Muscatine beat them last year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they did. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't write them off as like, a, oh, they're undefeated. They're going to go like 7-2. and two. No, they're going to 5-0 and oh, and then they fall off a cliff. They probably lose three straight. Um, pretty badly because the three teams they play. I mean, Dubuque Senior, they they struggled last week, honestly, against Waterloo West. I believe they had like four yards of play, and 
Tart, Walker Tart, he, I mean, I'm assuming he just, like, didn't play or something because he didn't have a lot of yards. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Davenport West. I'll talk some about some of the players because I'm sure, like, I mean, I, I wouldn't check him out if I didn't follow Iowa high school football. They got Brady Hanson, who's been really good this year. Um, not throwing the ball, but rushing the ball, he's been really good. Um, he has 14 total touchdowns in the year, which is really impressive. Um, Dalton Thompson is their wide receiver. That's their due. Marvin Neely, the fifth um, sophomore, 28 and a half tackles, 16 solo, three sacks, four tackles for loss. He's had a terrific year as a sophomore. Zane Fellman, I mean, they got a lot of young guys on this team. They got a lot of juniors that are stepping up and, and being the best players on this team. Um, yeah, I literally, like, everyone that has double-digit tackles is a junior besides Dalton Thompson I've seen so far. Um, so, yeah, down for West, young defense. We'll see how they fare against to be Kempstead. To be Kempstead, I mean, they competed with Ivy West, honestly. For a little bit, it was, I think, what was it? Uh, no, they didn't really. I think it was, like, 4-7-7 seven, seven at once, and then Ivy has West pulled away. Um, yeah, I think it's a close game. I think the Beacons is kind of bottom to your team right now. Um, they're going to have to prove it to me by kind of doing something that we haven't seen from them yet. Um, so, yeah, that's my take on that game. Davenport West beating the Beacons and improving to 5-0. and um, Kennedy versus Dubuque Senior. This game was really good last year. Um, I believe I picked to beat senior won this game. I'm not making that pick again. I got Kennedy winning 27 to 20. Same type of deal, close game. I think Kennedy is just good at running the ball. I don't think Dubuque senior has necessarily a great rush defense. Um, that being said, I mean I, I'd be nervous if I was a Kennedy fan. Like that's a scary game. Walker Tart can like blow up a game, and Jack Simon is pretty really good. But um, I think Kennedy's defense is really impressive this year. And um, I don't think they're going to – I mean, 20 points is high for Dubuque Senior. I think it's a good game. Um, another – this was a Thursday night game last year. This year it's a Friday night game. Um, it was kind of lit that it was a Thursday night game because it was like a close battle. <laughs> it was like a primetime game, it felt like. Uh, that would be dope if I just had like primetime games. That would be sick. Um that's kind of my it for my predictions. Um, those are the only games that I think are worth talking about. The rest of the games are kind of just blowouts waiting to happen. Like I said, blowout week. Um, to see North versus Ames, maybe another game, but I think Ames runs away with that one. Um, and then Ankeny versus Roosevelt. Ankeny, I mean, they're going to blow them out. Dowling versus Abraham Lincoln. Dowling's going to blow them out. So there's not really much to talk about. Seth versus Waterloo West. You know, Seth's going to blow them out. So, um, let's talk about RPI playoff standings. First time we're doing this, I'm going to tell you guys each 1 through 16 who's in, and then the first four out, and then we're going to go through the bracket, and I'm going to predict it all. Like, it's like if these ended today, this would be the bracket, and I'm predicting who I would take as a winner um, of the of the state championship this year. So, it's probably going to look the same year to year, sadly. I mean, not year to year, week to week. But um, 
let's let's dive into this right now. Um, let me get my. All right, so number one team on the RPI is Cedar Rapids Kennedy, the Cougars. They're number one on top of the RPI standings too. We got Pleasant Valley. We know Pleasant Valley is legit. They're great. Um, their defense is really impressive, and they deserve that spot. And then number two, they're one of the only undefeated teams. Three, Sioux City East. Cinderella story of West. Four, Davenport West. The Cinderella story out East. Five, we've got Dowling Catholic, the Studs. Six, we got Cedar Rapids Prairie, kind of shocker. Seven, Ankeny. Eight, Southeast, I mean, W Senior. Nine, Southeast Polk. Ten, Ames. Eleven, Sioux City North. Twelve, Iowa City West. Thirteen, Des Moines North. The Cinderella story in the central Iowa area. 14, Urbandale. 15, Centennial. And 16, Iowa City High. All right. Let's go right in predictions. Kennedy versus City High. And pod number one. I got Kennedy winning a tight one. That would be a nuts game. I mean, with actually, not. Nah, with Keeter and Larson, I think they got the better quarterback. I think they got the best player on the field. I got IC High winning 27 to 18 against Kennedy in that one. So we got IOC High upsetting the one seed first round. That's a terrible draw for the dudes in Cedar Rapids. On to the next game, two PV versus Ankeny Centennial. Central Iowa. I mean, this would be a scary game for both teams. Like Centennial. I mean, I don't, I think they, Centennial's got the best, like, just quick athlete on the field and Elijah Porter, um, but the pop is nuts. I mean, I'm going to show the Central Iowa bias. I'm going to show the Central Iowa bias. I'm saying Centennial wins this game. Uh, after seeing what Valley did to PB last year, I just can't, can't have that, like, I just can't get that out of my mind. Plus, Centennial's got a really good rush defense, and PB literally only rushes the ball. Um, so, so Centennial moving on. We got back-to-back upsets for me. Three, the three seed. We got Sioux City East versus Urbandale. Urbandale's taking that one. Um, 31 to like 16. All right, moving on to the next. We got four, Davenport West versus Des Moines North. Um, I mean, this game was just terrible. Um, Davenport West wins that one. I'm going to go with them. Um, they went at like 24 to 17 or something like that. No, it'd be like a 31 to like 26 game. That's just a weird score. Um, so I got Davenport West winning that game. Five Dowling versus Iowa City West. Dowling or Iowa City West running into a juggernaut if the playoffs ended today with Dowling. Six seed Prairie versus City North. We got Prairie winning that game pretty handily. Seven Ankeny versus Ten Ames. I got Ankeny winning that one over at the Ames Little Cyclones. Um, eight and nine game we got Dubuque Senior we Southeast Pope we got Southeast Pope taking that dub as expected and on to the next round we got Iowa City High versus Southeast Pope we got Southeast Pope taking the dub the rematch of the quarter semifinals last year 
Davenport West versus Dowling. We got Dowling taking that one handily. PV, I mean Centennial versus Ankeny. This will be nuts. I didn't even notice this. We're in the playoffs game. Centennial versus Ankeny. I got Ankeny winning like by one point. That would be one of the best games we've seen in that rivalry. Um, on to the next game, we got Urbandale versus Prairie. Urbandale's taking that one. Wow, Urbandale's kind of making a run at it, huh? So, Urbandale, so we got back up to the top. We got um, Southeast Polk versus Dowling. That would be a really fun quarterfinal. I mean, semifinal. Um, oh, let me think about this one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Southeast Polk right now. I think with Abu Salma, they they beat Dowling. Um, on to the next one, we got Ankeny versus Urbandale. Ankeny by landslide, leaving us with Ankeny versus Southeast Polk in the championship. Ooh, a three peat, the trifecta. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Ankeny. I'm not gonna doubt them like I did uh, last week. I think I'll be sound. Like, that game would be nuts. So, that'll wrap up our playoff stimulator. Alright. That will wrap up the show. I mean, it's getting late for me, guys. It's 1.06 a.m. I need to get that shut off for tomorrow. Um,. We got games coming up tonight. When you're watching this, it'll be tonight. Um, make sure you follow the PK Podcast Twitter to get the final scores for those two games. It will be Davenport West versus Dubuque Hempstead and Waukee Northwest versus Sioux City West. With that being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode all the way through as well. That's, that's special in the heart. Um, I appreciate every single listen. Uh, please retweet it if you can. Um, follow our Instagram to our new Instagram, PK Podcast One. That's the app, by the way, PK Podcast One. Um, make sure to follow Bound underscore Iowa on all platforms as well. We're bringing Iowa high school content to you daily, uh, about like three posts a day. So make sure you keep in tune with that. With that being said, thank you for listening and have a great day.